Welcome to Toward Wellbeing, a podcast that seeks to offer wellness information and explore solutions to well-being challenges faced by the legal community. I am Denise Permay, the Associate Director for the DC Bar Lawyer Assistance Program. We are happy you are joining us today. As a reminder, we coordinate each podcast with the Washington Lawyer Magazine issue using the LAP column Toward Wellbeing as a jumping off point for a more in-depth conversation. The November-December's issue column is called A Crisis in Mental Health Care Access. The column addresses the reality that many who would like to see a mental health professional find it almost impossible to find one who is taking new clients, and that increasingly, the best mental health care is available only to those with financial means. Our guests today have a lot of experience helping folks find appropriate mental health resources. Sharon Greenbaum and Jesse Jokum are senior counselors in the DC Bar Lawyer Assistance Program. The LAP offers free confidential mental health services for members of the DC Bar, judges, and law students at the six DC law schools. Jesse and Sharon conduct evaluations and provide short-term counseling and referrals for individuals seeking assistance with mental health symptoms, substance use disorders, and other life stressors. Jesse and Sharon are both mental health professionals with years of experience in the field. They are joining us today from the front lines of the mental health crisis. Thank you both for being with us today to talk about this important topic. Thank you for having us, Denise. So after you conduct an LAP evaluation for a client, you sometimes determine that the clinically appropriate recommendation is to provide a referral to a long-term provider, such as a therapist, and then you assist your client in accessing a provider who has availability. Can you tell us a little bit about how you do that? Sure. So first, I like to explain to the client why a long-term referral is clinically appropriate. And then from there, really explore with them what they're looking for in a therapist. If they have any specific criteria that they're interested in, whether that's gender, race, religion, whether that's sexual orientation, and then also explore some goals that the client may have in therapy. By learning this information, it can kind of help guide our search for a provider. And then lastly, we also like to explore with the client, are they open to other forms of therapy besides one-on-one -on -one counseling? Yeah, that makes sense. And in addition, what we also, we have the ability, because we're within the profession, the mental health profession, we have access to some listservs so we can reach out to other therapists that we are familiar with and actually confirm if they're accepting new patients before we provide a name and contact information to our clients. That's great. So then you can make sure people are accepting new clients and have availability. So that's wonderful. To add to that, I think it's really important to note that there's no one size fits all. And so when a client comes in, we want to do a warm transfer to an individual therapist. And what I mean by a warm transfer is that we provide referrals for the client, which can be in-network, out of network, also looking at the type of therapy and demographics of the therapist, et cetera. And then from there, we ensure that they're connected to the provider before we just fully hand them over. And when we're doing the assessment, right, we're looking at things outside of individual counseling, such as peer support, podcasts, support groups, whether that's through the lab or outside of the lab. And then there are also other resources like the Lawyer Depression Project, the National Alliance on Mental Illness, and our program. Thank you. 
So I was wondering, as a provider, what are you both hearing from clients regarding their attempts to seek mental health services prior to connecting with LAP services? What are the challenges people are facing when they need help? Well, as you stated in your article, Denise, unfortunately, the mental health community is absolutely drained. So one of the things we definitely are hearing from clients is that providers, unfortunately, are not getting back to them to even say that they're not accepting new patients. And clients are also saying they're being placed on waiting lists that can go as far as two to three months. And unfortunately, even clients who are open to going outside of their insurance are struggling to find providers with availability. Being willing to pay out of pocket is not guaranteeing individuals that they will get access to services. You know, the danger or concern in terms of what we're saying here is if you're an individual struggling and you can't find a provider, whether that's in-network or not, that can feel really discouraging and it may lead individuals to not get the help they need and then subsequently a worsening of symptoms. Also, when you're struggling, it's really hard to just keep trying to find a provider. It can feel really exhausting and you may not have that emotional bandwidth. Exactly. You know, a lot of our listeners and a lot of the individuals who seek help from the Lawyer Assistance Program work in organizations. So they work for legal service providers or they work in law firms. What do you think employers could do, legal employers specifically could do, if anything, to improve access to mental health services? Well, I think one thing is making sure your employees are even aware of the services. You know, so many organizations that I have worked with in the past, people were not even aware of the resources available within their own organization, whether that's through the EAP, whether that's some additional service that's offered through the insurance company. So I think first is making sure that the employees are aware that this is available, this is how to access the services. You know, I will say, you know, not to the bar's own horn, but the DC bar does a really good job of putting the information out in areas where employees can find it, whether that's through our intranet, whether that's through the portal where we access our benefits, it's very easy to find services. So Jesse, I agree with that. I think that bringing reps in from the EAPs into your organization is crucial. Some people have wellness coordinators on staff. Anything that you can do to really encourage your staff to attend these trainings, even encouraging mental health days, just really making sure that it's from the top down so that we start to reduce the stigma of taking care of ourselves in the workplace. Mm-hmm. And kind of, I just want to add one more thing, kind of going back to our previous question, when people are struggling, if it's hard to find resources, they may give up. So that's why, again, making sure the resources are visible. Right. As you're talking, I'm just thinking about how the LAP services at the DC Bar can be helpful. So I'm with that in mind, I have another question, but do you have any recommendations for individuals who are seeking mental health services? Well, I would definitely say reach out to us at the LAP. You know, again, whether you get services directly from us, you know, one of the benefits also to our services is that we do consultation. So we can talk to you about what you're looking for, what your struggles have been to find mental health services. And again, maybe we can provide you that one-on-one counseling, or maybe we can help connect you to a counselor within the community that can be able to help you. We always say it's never too early to reach out. We want you to reach out before the situation becomes dire and you're struggling even more so that you know what the resources are and you know what's available. Can you share with our listeners a little bit about 
what we offer, specifically the, the support groups that you both do? So on Tuesdays, we run a lawyer wellness support group for any DC bar members from 12 to 1 o'clock every Tuesday. And then on Wednesday, Jesse and I run a women's support group for lawyers and law students attending any of the DC law schools and who intend to take the DC bar exam when they graduate. And that's actually one of our newer groups. Terrific. And we also offer a two times a year, we offer a bar prep support group for those who will be taking the bar exam in February and July. And what, what is the bar prep support group offer to law students who are going to take the bar exam? Absolutely. I think while you guys are studying, getting all that information in your brain, what our support group offers is to help you prepare mentally, help you deal with some anxiety you may have, some you know negative thoughts, and help you develop some techniques to manage those stressors while you're studying for the exam. So like the mental health and anxiety side of taking the bar exam, not the intellectual part. These law students have, have that down from their experience in school, but what they don't get in law school is how to prepare emotionally and how to manage stress and anxiety related to the bar exam. That's great. So it's, it's really important to, in this discussion about the difficulty that people are having, especially during the last two and a half plus years during the pandemic times, the difficulty people are having accessing good mental health services and the, many times I've just been struck by the fact that if people have money, they can access these services. They can get a long-term provider. They can go to a treatment center if they've got a lot of money. It's just very challenging for most everyone else who just has a, you know, who, who isn't financially well off. It's very challenging for those folks. So in talking about these offerings that the DC Bar LAP has, it's great because all of our offerings are free to members of the DC Bar and to law students at the six DC law schools. And certainly law students usually don't have extra money. And so they really appreciate our services. Yeah, I'll, I'll also add to that too. What people find surprising and what is really great about our program is that we don't deal with insurance. And so when someone calls for a consult to find out what we offer, they're always really surprised by that fact. They may have gone to their law school counseling program a lot of times and they haven't heard back from providers. And that's happening really all over the country. The bandwidth is just not existing anymore. There's just too many people reaching out and providers can't get back to everybody in time. And so what's really great is that not only are we able to serve the clients in need at their initial intake, but all of our programs are free and confidential. And that seems to be a great sticking point for clients. Yes, exactly. We don't have any relationship with the insurance companies and our services are free, so they don't have to worry about accessing that. Exactly. That's a great point, Sharon. So this has been such a great overview of LAP services and how LAP services can help people during these difficult times when access to good mental health care is difficult and there are obstacles. One thing I've noticed over the years being in the DC Bar LAP is that, you know, traditionally years ago when it was, when we were started, the LAP the DC Bar started the LAP for lawyers who were struggling with alcohol use disorders. Specifically, that was why the program was started. But we've worked hard over the years to make sure people know that we provide services for all sorts of other disorders. So Jesse, can you say a few words about that? Have you noticed that more clients are gaining awareness that we offer more than just substance use services? I think we definitely have moved the needle and there's an awareness that we deal with more than just alcohol use disorder. But we definitely still have a lot of people who are hesitant to reach out because they think it's only for that reason. You know, I recently met with a client who said 
the first time they chose not to reach out because they thought their problem wasn't, it wasn't a substance abuse related issue. So we couldn't help them with that. So I think there's definitely more work to be done to let people know that we deal with a variety of issues. I think Sharon will confirm like the uh, majority of our caseload right now is non-substance abuse related issues. Sharon, do you mind sharing what some of those issues are that you've seen in the past couple of years in terms of presenting problems? I think in the last two and a half years, there's been a strong emphasis on anxiety, depression, loneliness, isolation, perfectionism, imposter syndrome. We also see a lot of relationship troubles, family dynamics. Really, there's just many, many things that someone might not even think about to reach out about. They may be diminishing how they're feeling, and so it really runs the gamut. I think the key, what Sharon says, is that it's also not related maybe to their career, their legal profession, or even law school. You know, some of their symptoms may be affecting other areas of their lives. Yes, exactly. We want people to know that we are here for them. You know, if they could be perfectly happy at work, everything is going really well career-wise, but maybe things aren't so great outside of the job, and, and we're here for those folks too. Exactly. That's a great point. Thank you so much for being here today, Jesse and Sharon. This conversation and the information about the challenges in seeking mental health care are important for our listeners to know about, and it's important for our listeners to know what they can find if they reach out to the LAP, that they can find both of you ready and able to help them confidentially and for free with their issues that are affecting them and the difficulty of being a human being these days. So I want to remind members of the D.C. Bar, D.C. judges and D.C. law students, if you would like free confidential help connecting to a new community or connecting to help or you have a mental health related issue, please reach out to the D.C. Bar Lawyer Assistance Program. You can email us at lap at dcbar.org for information about our services. Thank you so much for being here today. Thank you, Jesse and Sharon, for being here. And until next time, take care, everyone.